Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is the last message. And we'll start reading in 1 Kings chapter 2 and verses 1 through 4. Music is Via Dolorosa, sung by the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir. Stick around with us for one more episode next week. And then after that, we're going to do Revelations. The first 18 chapters are complete, and we're editing those now. And I'll be putting them up for Reverend Jackson to walk us through from chapter 1 of Revelations all the way to the end. It should be really interesting. Stick with us, and we'll get started just a couple weeks from now. First Kings chapter two verses one through four the Bible says Now the days of David drew nigh that he should die, and he charged Solomon his son, saying, I go to the way of all the earth, be thou strong therefore and show thyself. A man keeps the charge of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways, 
to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies. It is written in the law of Moses that thou mayest prosper in all that thou do it. Whithersoever thou turn it thyself, that the Lord may continue his word which he spake concerning me, saying, If thy children take heed to their way, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, the man on the throne of Israel. The last message. You can read it, Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 1 to 26, if you'd like. Everyone has a last message. Many, many people, before they die, have a last message. So you can go to the graveyard and look on the tombs. You can see a lot of people's got scripture on it or sayings on it, and tombstones where they left a last message. And everybody's got a last message. And I want you to listen to me this morning as I read uh, and uh, the scriptures that I just read about the last message, what you going to leave? What's the last message you're going to leave? Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that you might just bless this message, anointing from on high. Bless it in a special way that somebody will get saved and leave a good message before they die or when they die. And I'll thank you for it and give you the honor, glory, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. What's number one, David's last matches, was to the way with backsliding, First Kings 2, 1 through 4. To a nation, righteousness exalted a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people, Proverbs fourteen thirty four. To a family, backsliding not only affects a nation, but also a family. Backsliding affects children, mom, dad, has a double standard. Children see this in the family. And I see this in churches all over the country. Brother and sister in Christ, where the families, a lot of them's got a double standard. It ought not be that way, but it is. And I can't stop it. Only you can stop it. Don't have a double standard. You live in front of your family and your children and mama and daddy and husband and wife in front of their children that they see that you've got a good life, and it's a life that God blesses, and they see the blessings from God from you, and let them know that. And uh, David's last message was to the wayward backslider. He was trying to let them know what was going to happen. Secondly, Solomon's last message was to the worldly-minded children, Christians, Ecclesiastes 2, 1 through 26. I don't have time to read it. But he tried to wit and laughter of the world in verses 1 and 2. Secondly, he tried to whine in the wisdom of the world in verse 3. Thirdly, he tried works of his hand in verse 4 through 6. And fourthly, he tried wealth in verse 7 and 8. And nothing satisfied Solomon. Lastly, look at the way of God in verse 11. Solomon tried everything. You know what sad part about it is? Solomon was one of the smartest men ever lived. But he let he married some heathen women. Let them bring their gods into Israel. And what happened to him, their gods took his God out of his heart. And it cost him. 
he was last message was to the worldly minded Christian not to do like he did. That's a sad thing when a Christian does something like that. It cost them a whole lot more than what they thought it would. When sin gets a hold of you, it holds you. Keep takes you further than you want to go. And it'll cost you a lot more than you want to pay. Thirdly, Jesus' last message was to a worried church in John chapter 14. He told them of a prepared place. In verse 1 and 2, he gave them a great promise. In verse 3, in verse 6, he showed them the path to follow. In John 14, let not your heart be troubled. You be believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it's not so, I told you so. I go to prepare a place for it. If I go to prepare a place for it, I will come again and receive it to myself. Then where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, Thomas said, Lord, we don't know whether that go or that go another way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. So he prepared him a place. He gave him a great promise. He showed him a path to follow. And that was Jesus' last message. John's last message was to the watching church. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. It was a Laodicean church. One of the churches that we got a lot of them today like that. Got stained glass windows and big auditoriums and big bunch of candles and lights and all that. They're dead to show the apostolic world at the last days that the Laodicean church was a false apostolic crowd. And that's what I see of the last days. And the Laodicean church was a, was a worldly church. It was rich, but it was a dead church. And we've got a lot of dead churches today. And my grandson just joined the First Baptist Church in Junction City, Arkansas. And big old big building, beautiful church. I thought this one said if I told the people, and I asked him when he called me the other night, I said, son, how many of y'all got on Sunday morning said if I told the people? He said, no, no papa, 30 people. I said, how many? 30 people. When I pastored in that town, I was three miles out of town for 14 solid years before I left it. Then I come back to it. That church wasn't doing much more than that all these years. And I've been pastoring 43 years, different churches. And I want to say this, that a lot of your churches are dead churches. He said, Daddy, Papa, I love, love to preach. He's a good preacher. And the people are friendly. And I said, that's fine. Stay with it. You might help the church out. Something must break Israel before God. God will make the world presentable for the honeymoon of the bridegroom and his bride, John. So if you're in a good church preaching the King James Bible and that's telling people about Jesus, people getting saved, praise the Lord for it. I'm glad for you. If you're not, you need to get in the church. God's last message to Egypt in Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. This last message of God to Egypt was for the waiting church, those safe behind the blood of the Lamb. 
What a picture of Jesus on the cross. Do you know Christ? Are you saved? Only you can know that. I wish I could tell you, but I can't. But I can tell you this, the way to get saved is to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Ask Him to come in the heart and save you, and He'll do that. If you'll ask Him, He'll do it. But you've got to ask Him. Ask Him to forgive your sins, and ask Him to come in your heart and save you. And then get saved, get in a good Bible-believing church, get baptized, and go to work for the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.